90.9. The Bridge. The Bridge. The Bridge. I've played in bars and nursing homes And train stations I will know on Tuesday night in the six o'clock hour if you don't hear that normal bump or there's something extra special going on on the 8160 and a couple different things it is a special pledge edition of the 8160 tonight here on the bridge 60 minutes of music from the 816 and surrounding area codes and um Chris Aguirre and I'm just gonna I'm it's gonna also hand it over to you. it's also bucket list material <laughs> yeah, tonight exactly. folks uh this is the we've been doing this show for four years now this is show 206 with a bullet uh, our, we have a very special guest today. Um, the show was announced, I don't know, three or four months ago that William Elliott Whitmore was going to be in town tonight playing at Record Bar, and it happened to be a Tuesday, and it was booked by uh, our good friend Jackie Becker, who's been on this show, and I started chasing her immediately like, hey, uh, can we get Will to come by the show and before the Record Bar show? And he's already sound checked at Record Bar. Uh, he was there at five o'clock, and then raced over here to the station. And he's been, we've been hanging out for one of the better half hours of my life. And he's gonna join us for this full hour, and it's gonna be a dive into why I love his music and why I think you should love his music. It's gonna be sort of like if you give a mixtape to a friend of a musician that you really like and you want them to find out about. And a bigger call to action than that is that I want you to like it so much that you go see him tonight at Record Bar after this show. Thank you for joining us, William Elliott Whitmore. Thank you guys for having me. Chris, When the moment that I got the email that said, can you come join us on the radio? I was like, we got to make this happen. <laughs> I've known Chris for a really long time and passing through Kansas City doing shows for a lot of years. And, uh, and, and he's been such a good uh, friend and booster and he even bought yeah, me a thanks. birthday cake one <laughs> time that. and uh and so anyway I, early, I, I, but uh it was it was, it was a week early well but that's you know i happened to be in town and yeah. so you you made it happen and it was so nice my fiance chased that down and oh, uh that's... gave it to you after the record bar show a week before your birthday after middle of the map 2017 at record bar yeah and so i i, I said we gotta make this happen we got it's for chris <laughs> thanks we for gotta do that. it but uh, awesome. so excited to have you here, and obviously so excited to have you at Record Bar tonight. Uh, there's a couple other acts on the bill, a country duo with our good friend Casey Roush. Very cool. And then Ray, what's her last name? Ray Zaragoza. Is uh, supporting you on this tour, uh, run of shows, and her music's awesome as well. Some protest songs in there fit well within your uh, idea of catalog. And it'll be nice to see her open up for you tonight. Getting, but again, getting that radio voice there, William Elliott Whitmore. <laughs> Not surprising, listening to your singing oh, voice. Can you say her name again? <laughs> Ray, what was it? Did I do it weird? You did it very radio friendly. Ray, Ray Zaragoza. <laughs> yes, you didn't even mean to. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> so uh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's been on tour with me for uh, for a while now, and uh, yeah, she's great. You should 
Uh, if you if you're able to get down there tonight, uh, you'll you're in for a treat. Yeah, country duo is awesome. Yeah. And Ray is great, and and then the rest after her, I don't know what that'll be like. <laughs> that guy. Uh, well, if you don't know uh, who William Elliot Whitmore is, a few things people are saying about him. I stole some of this from Pitchfork. A banjo-toting folky, raised on hardcore, sings about hammers, steamboats, and dying in a deep, gnarled, energizing voice. I like that a lot. Uh, it's embarrassingly easy to picture him attacking logs with an old rusted axe or sitting by a campfire chewing on a stick of black licorice. Do you like black licorice? I don't like black licorice. I don't either, but... I'm with you. But I'll take that imagery. I like that imagery. I actually do cut a lot of firewood. And and I love this one so much. I read it to you earlier. Uh, Whether he intends it or not, something in his voice seems to say... Stop tweeting. It's stupid. Yes. Uh, Well, we talked about your aversion for a long time to social media, but now you are there. You're not on Twitter, but you're on Instagram as Team Whitmore, and of course you're on Facebook and always pushing uh, shows and announcements, and you have so much great merch that everybody can get, and you've done so many cool ways to interact interact with your fans over the years with the signed lyric sheets and uh, things like that, which make great holiday gifts. Uh, Good time to get those holiday gifts right now, too. Uh, my words, I've said before that uh, to me you sound like the voice of the American Revolution a couple generations after it took place. And then, um, you know, I, I think if someone took one of your uh, records of vinyl pressing and hid it in a barn and ripped the label off us to when it was released, they wouldn't know what year it came out because it, it's, this, it's this great sound telling all these stories uh, that most people have no, no way to relate to these days. Um, of the coal miner or uh, people who built the railroad or farming, uh, things that are drying up in our society as we're all lost in our cell phones. Um, but I think that you you've are that voice for so many people, and it's such an escape uh, and why I think I enjoy your music so much because I don't know a single thing about that world, but you've made me interested and care about it in your music. So thank you for that. And thank you for joining us. And now I'm going to let Sarah talk about Pledge for a minute. Well, I think it's beautiful that you were able to be here for Pledge, William Elliott Whitmore. Because, I mean, that really, we were talking about this off mic, and it's like, is this not the epitome of what public radio and community radio is all about, bringing artists like William Elliott Whitmore to the airwaves? Like, if you did not know his name before, you will know it after this hour, and you will love him. And sorry, and poor Will, at this point, I think, like, are you okay with all this praise being piled on your head? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be able to live <laughs> up to any of this. If you weren't feeling good about yourself earlier today. I know. Here you go. Well, it, yeah. this goes both ways because um, I don't mean to cut you off. You're oh, about to you're tell fine. these fine folks how to pledge, right. and I want to let you do that. But the, the appreciation goes your way, too. I mean, what are we doing if not helping out each other? Exactly. And that's what everyone could, like. Everyone would do well to to get into their scene, help yeah. out each other, and like in whatever way, it, yeah, whatever way it takes. In the and opening th- bumper, it was about grateful to those who helped the cause. Yeah, you and, know, and and so it takes it takes all of us to make this thing happen, and uh, I'm just really appreciative of that, and I, and I want to let you tell the fine folks what they got to do. <laughs> all right, so if you are not yet a member of the bridge, and you come to the station, and you find artists like William, you find out your new your new favorite band, that musician that brings you this heart and soul that you wouldn't have otherwise discovered, then you need to be a bridge member. Like, there's no reason for you not to be a part of it. You can become a member a couple different ways. If you go to the website, it's real easy. Bridge nine. 909.org. You can call us too if you want at 800-418-1988. But the important thing is is that you do it. I'm a member. Chris is a member. Like we believe in this station because of what it does for this community. And uh, we know you do too because you're listening. 
And as usual on Pledge Weeks, uh, my friends take care of me at the Midland and the Truman and other people over the time. But I've got a stack of tickets. If you go to my Facebook page oh, at backslash Concert Chris, <laughs> yeah. uh, we have tickets to the really funny comedian Elijah Schlesinger. <laughs> Schlesinger. Uh, if you like dance music, Dylan Francis and Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Kathy Madigan, another uh, comedian. Aziz Asari, comedian playing at the Midland. Uh, Trampled by Turtles. Peter Murphy's out doing a 40 Years of Bauhaus tour. Uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Kurt Vile, Andrew McMahon of the Wilderness, Metric, and Broods. If you give any amount of money during the 6, seven, six to 7 o'clock hour, we'll give you tickets to the, any of those shows you want. And then uh, you'll also get, depending on your pledge level, a gift from the station. Right. In addition to everybody who makes a pledge automatically gets entered to win. You said Rainbow Kitten Surprise, man, and everybody automatically gets entered to win that VIP experience. They've been talking about it all day, but this is like meet and greet tickets, a signed guitar, yeah. uh, it's a sound check experience. It's going to be... Pretty crazy. Again, we know when you become a member, you're doing it because you believe in the station and you want to be a part of it. But, hey, there's there's nothing wrong with taking some perks, too. Nope, so nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So, again, to reset, we're hanging out with our new good friend, William Elliott Whitmore, playing tonight at Record Bar. And I put together the show kind of to show off his catalog of music. And for so many, it started at Hymns for the, Hom- uh, Hymns for the Hopeless, uh, which came out in 2003. And I wanted to play uh, an interesting song, perhaps, to start a show with, but our paths will cross again. And back in 2017, you played at Middle of the Map. And it was getting late, and you didn't want to end your set. And it was, was, it was like you'd done it a thousand times. Yeah. And Sean, Cheryl, one of the owners of Record Bars, like, giving me the eye to, like, wrap it up. And so you start playing this song, and you lead... Everyone outside, like the Pied the Pied Piper. Piper, man, it was awesome. <laughs> and you climbed up on the back awesome. of a box truck, and we're singing this song. And I was like, "This is ridiculous!" <laughs> and everyone's like recording it and like singing along. And it was like the nightcap, perfect way to end the festival. And uh, it's such a it's such a brutally, intensely honest song. Uh, I thought we'd kick things off that way. But uh, originally from 2003 and uh, re-recorded in 2014, here's Our Pass Will Cross Again by William Elliott Whitmore. Our paths will cross again someday. Our paths will cross again someday. Though we may go our separate ways our paths will cross again someday oh father departed father oh your soul lives in me oh i'm finally understanding oh i'm finally beginning to see that our paths will cross again someday our paths will cross again someday though we may go our separate ways our paths will cross again someday oh mother departed mother oh how we miss you so you had a heart like no other Oh, we hated to see you go But our paths will cross again someday 
paths will cross again someday Though we may go our separate ways Our paths will cross again someday Oh lover, my dear lover Although we had to part Oh I know that a piece of you Will live inside my heart And our paths will cross again someday Our paths will cross again someday Though we may go our separate ways Our paths will cross again someday Our paths will cross again someday Our paths will cross again someday Though we may go our separate ways Our paths will cross again someday Though we may go our separate ways Our paths will cross again someday That was music from William Elliot Whitmore The song's called Our Paths Will Cross Again He's joining us live in studio here on 90.9 The Bridge during the 8160. He's also playing tonight at Record Bar. Thank you for coming in again, sir. Thank you for letting me. And I, I just want to take a second to talk. Can we talk for a second about the name of the band, Rainbow Kitten Surprise? <laughs> I, I don't know what They're that headlining band is Red like. Rocks, by the way. I mean, it, they, That's amazing. They've blown up. They, as they should. <laughs> I don't know what they do, anything about them, but based on the name, new fan right here, because is that like, that could be heavy metal. That could be like jam band. What that, could I, be uh... one, that could be one dude with a laptop. Like, I, you know what I mean? I yeah, don't know absolutely. what it is, but the name is just, it's of this time and it's of this era. Like, yeah. I'm into it, man. My new favorite band name from this year, and they made my favorite records list, is a a, a a female fronted project by two women, I believe. It's called Let's Eat Grandma. Oh, okay. Wow. And That's getting a lot of NPR love. <laughs> but it's just really interesting music. And that was why I, I, I saw it pop up on my uh, XM Sirius. And it it like, paints a picture. It? it certainly Let's, does. It's evocative, evocative <laughs> it imagery. It doesn't evoke as many like hearts and mush, like uh, marshmallows and... Happy things as yeah, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. It's on the though. other end of the spectrum, <laughs> feeling-wise. Yeah. But, no, 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 but, but hey, you got to stick out somehow. All the good band names are taken, man. You're going to call yourself Pink Floyd? Like, <laughs> exactly. No, you can't do that. <laughs> well, so I wanted to tell my origin story with your music. Uh, it was October 8th, 2005, and I had just been at the Granada, and more darlings of this station, Josh Ritter was opening up for The Frames. The nice. Frames is the project oh, nice. of Glenn Hansard. And The Frames had been touring America for two years in support of Damien Rice yeah. as he launched his career in America, which over in Ireland, The Frames are gods and nobody knew who Damien Rice was yet. <laughs> but O dropped in America and Damien Rice was huge and The Frames were opening for him, which I know was a trip for him to, for that switch to be happening. So I watched that show at the Granada and you know loved every second of it. And now, of course, Glenn Hansard's massive and an Oscar. And, uh, and then I walked, you know, 200 steps down to the Replay Lounge where you were playing. And what makes me mad is I don't remember why I, how I knew about your music or why I knew to go there. 
what I remember was you weren't even on the stage. You were very literally on a stool, like in the middle of replay. And it felt like a living room concert. This is, again, this is 13 years ago. And you sat on a stool and played and just, just poured your heart out. And uh, you played the song uh, Lift My Jug, the song for Hub Kale. And I, I don't remember who, but someone had passed in right around that time of that show. And you dedicated that song to them and, or at replay. So, like, everybody's PBRs were, like, raised in the air. And it was just such this moment that I'll, I'll never forget. But my introduction to your music uh, back in 2005. But I wanted to play something from uh, around the time of that record, Ashes to Dust. Uh, again, it originally came out in 05 and then reissued in 2014 so beautifully on uh, the early years, three vinyl compilation or a uh, record that's one of my favorite things that I own from music wise. Um, but you can hear that version on Spotify and iTunes. I encourage you to get that after you're done listening to the show and after you go to the show tonight at Record Bar. <laughs> but I wanted to play this song, uh, Midnight, from that record because it's just, it just kills me in so many ways. But uh, I was so happy you reissued, you re recorded that music because it added even more to it, I think. And then uh, as the songs developed over the years, too. So I haven't let you say anything, though. So. Oh, that's something. okay. No, I'm a loudmouth. People don't need to be hearing me. I like hearing you talk. Uh, you guys are better at this than I am. I don't know about that. But that, you know, that uh, that show, I, I remember that show. I used to play at the replay quite a bit. Um, well, because our friend Jackie Becker, yep. uh, That's that was the whole Lawrence connection, you know. And, and if, for people that don't know, it's this little bar in Lawrence, Kansas, as you said. It's a pinball machine bar. Yeah. And, uh, with a and, giant patio, right? Which back a giant. in the day, was, I mean, you could smoke out. You can smoke out there still, and that you, you could still smoke in bars back then. Yeah, but the yeah. patio is where all the smokers seem to live. Yeah, yeah, and it's just this cool place. And that was the first place I ever played in Lawrence, and and I remember that show. And uh, our friend, yeah, it was our our friend Aaron had died. Uh, right around that time, I'd forgotten that till you mentioned that, and he was from there, and his was brother he? was there. And, uh, I remember it was just, it was just beyond really like emotional, emotional and so sincere. It was, I mean, it was amazing. And, and, and so that I'm, I'm thank you for just those kind words. And like, I, I, that show sticks out in my memory because it was just, uh, it was just really fun and yeah, like, like sad too, sure. but, but bittersweet and, yeah. and, uh, but yeah. Well, here's music. It's, uh, from William Elliot Whitmore. The song is called Midnight and you can catch him tonight at Record Bar. Here it is. My legs 
bullets can no longer run The only thing I need for this day to be done Well, the bluebird can sing But the crow's got the soul And I'm a dog among kings with no self-control The only thing left is to try to live With sins on my back that no one could forgive the soul and I'm a dog among kings with no self-control and the only thing left is to try to live with sins on my back that no one could forgive and I'm out on a limb but before that bow breaks I'll have one final memory of all my mistakes And when midnight fell, it dropped like a stone I got a short fuse to burn and I'm a long way from home That was music from William Elliot Whitmore. The song is called Midnight from 2005, the Ashes to Dust record. You can find that on Spotify and iTunes on a record called The Early Years, which was re-recorded back in 2014 so beautifully. Um, we're going to let Sarah talk about Pledge, <laughs> but then we're going to have Will play a song called Dry. Live in the studio. Live in the studio on his banjo from the record Song of the Blackbird from 2006. Take it away, Sarah. <laughs> well, and if you were listening earlier and you heard... Uh, William reference Rainbow Kitten Surprise. If you are as intrigued by that band or you love that band as much as William now does, then uh, if you make a pledge today, everyone who becomes a member automatically enter to win that VIP package, including meet and greet tickets to the show on February 13th here in Kansas City and a signed guitar, which is incredibly intense. And that's in addition to all the other things. So Chris right now has like, as he does every every funding drive, like how many tickets? different shows there do you have like there, man? It's like, yeah, like 15 pairs of tickets that if you make a pledge during the six to seven o'clock hour, you'll get those as well. And we understand that you're listening to the show because you want to be kind of, you want to know about what's going on in Kansas city and you want to find out about the shows and you want to find out about music that you might not have heard of. And I think that the, again, if you haven't yet heard of William Elliott Whitmore, then just one more example of how much this show matters and it takes people like you to make it to continue to be possible. So if you're not yet a member of the bridge 800-418-1988 the phone number you can also go online to bridge 909.org that's a really easy way to get involved again we're hanging out with william elliott whitmore before he plays tonight at record bar and uh we're gonna have you play dry but before that i was gonna ask you uh lucero was just in town and i know your guys' paths have crossed several times over the years and as a person who's constantly offered shots 
on stage <laughs> uh, that night. Uh, ben Nichols was saying, "Can I get a Coke?" Like, like people were bringing him shots. He's like, it's a, "I just love a Coke." And somebody <laughs> brought him a Coke. But I was gonna ask, how do you, how, how do you manage that these days? You know, as you're, you've crested forty and not, a, not a, 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 a. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're speaking truth. Um. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I mean, I asked for it because, uh, I've been that guy before. I've bought you shots at and, shows. Sorry. And thank you. <laughs> and I want to thank you for that. No, you know, like I've been doing this for like 20 years now, uh, half my life, you know, and, uh, and in the beginning it really, I mean, I was earnestly asking for shots like, Hey, yeah. I, I want them. I'm, I'm 20 years old. I'm well, 21 years old. Like playing in a basement of a gas station or something too, like yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Playing living rooms, uh, playing, you know, anywhere anyone would let me. And so over the years that reputation got around. And it, so it kind of like, uh, bit me in the butt because, um, you know, <laughs> well. the, yeah, like you said, the older I get, the harder it is to like deal with all that stuff. And I like drinking whiskey for sure. <laughs> But I have to these days. I have to like regulate myself a little more. And yeah, this is uh, not you know, remember the words. Remember the words to songs and stuff. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've, hey, I'm, a, I'm just a person with, with flaws and everything. But there's been times when it's gotten ahead of me a little bit. Too many shots at the show. I don't regret anything. But no. it's, it's all fun. But yeah, now nowadays I have to sort of like uh, politely tell people that you know maybe one or two or something, but not you know I don't need ten of them in front of me. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so yeah, but people are so nice. I mean, that's the whole thing. People are just, they want to be nice and they, it's, it's a way to say thank you something that, yeah, thank you. Something that words can't say all the time. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And what, you know, sometimes I'll like share them, like pass them around. Like, Hey, I don't want that, but maybe this nice young lady to to your side wants it. (laughs) Or maybe this other guy wants it. And uh, then we kind of spread spread the love around. That, that works, but, awesome. but you know, the, the, that way the bar makes some money, Absolutely. you know, and, and tip your bartenders and all that. But yeah, it's it's the older I get, the more I have to sort of. Well, yeah, you know, because you know, like I my like the comedian John Hodgman says, like I don't have a sweet tooth; I have an alcohol molar. <laughs> so you know, you have to you got to be aware of that and, and yeah. keep it in check. I don't want to be one of them stories that you hear, like oh no, you hear what happened. You know, I don't want to. Not to take it. I, I don't want to be that. I want to have a right. healthy relationship with all that stuff. So I've managed to like be just to like stop short of the unhealthy behavior and just uh, and just keep it cool, you know. But yeah. yeah, but I brought it on myself from years of just like bring it on. But you know, you talk about Lucero, and it was the same thing for them. I did a million shows with them, and they're they're my friends. But you know, in their younger days, that's what they were known for. Like, bring us a tray of yeah, shots on stage. Them back. And uh, and that the older you get, it bites you in the butt because here comes that tray of shots, and you're like, oh my god! <laughs> Remember, folks, I have to do this tomorrow night, the yeah, next night, exactly. the next night. That you know, and often you know, six to eight hours from where you're doing it right. tonight. Yeah, and so you know, for them, I've talked to them about the same thing. Like they've had to really curb all that. Uh, and so you saying, Ben, just like. Just give me a dang coat, man, you know. <laughs> Somebody brought him one. It was, I'm oh. sure I appreciated it. All those, and those guys are, I love those guys. They're yeah. sweethearts, man. I've done a million shows with them. And they just, they did it the hard way, man. We're of this class of like just blue collar. Yeah, working men. You know, just journeyman musicians. And, yeah. and um, they're amazing. I love those guys so much. But, um, well, well, we're hanging out. This is the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge, and we are hanging out with our friend William Elliot Whitmore. Special pledge edition if you want to make a pledge, bridge909.org. And you should. And uh, you can get free tickets to shows listed on my Facebook page at backslash concertchris. 
Um, but Will's hanging out here before he goes and plays Record Bar. He's going to play for us now, live in our studio. Uh, and I can't believe this is happening. The song Dry from 2006, originally from the record Song of the Blackbird, and then re-released on the early years. Here it is from Will. such as this and all those useless pains and fears these things that I won't miss Dry by William Elliott Whitmore joining us live in studio tonight here at the bridge before he plays at Record Bar. Uh, that was from the record Song of the Blackbird, originally from 2006 and then reissued, re-recorded as the early years. Uh, it was That was awesome. Thank you so much for that. And um, as we were talking before the show, if, uh, if someone would have asked me, this is show 206, if someone would have said to me four years and two months ago, 
what's a goal for you on this show? What would be a, a personal highlight as you look down the unknown at this uh, show? This is the highlight. This is it. So <laughs> it's happening right here. And uh, if you're listening, you're all part of this. And thank you so much for being here, Will. Uh, and thank you for the people sending me texts. This is a shared moment with so many different people who love your music. Um, something I was curious about, and I, I've been doing a lot of reading and about you, and I know you're from uh, South Lee County, Iowa. You grew up on a horse farm between the Mississippi Rivers and the Des Moines Rivers in what you called a little fertile crescent, and you still live there, and you still have the farm. What's on the farm now? So we don't uh, row crop anymore. Um because uh, I'm on the road all the time. And so when I was a kid, it's a little 30-acre farm. And um, my dad did his dangdest to to row crop that thing and make a living out of it. And uh, even back then, I mean, that's a really small acreage to try to eke out a living on. And um, and so we got into raising horses. My dad always said he wanted to be a cowboy when he grew up. And he's, you know, in his 40s saying, right. I'm going to be a cowboy when I grow up, you know. And... and <laughs> So we uh, so we got into raising horses and a little breeding and um, so it was, it was a an amazing childhood you know right. getting riding around on horses and everything and um, so that's that's what it was like growing up and then uh, my folks passed away when I was in my teens and so my brother and sister and I you know we we weren't able to you know keep the farm going as a farm but I just lived there my wife and I lived there. Um, as, uh, you know, and I've got a big garden mm-hmm. and I've, I have two horses still just as pets, goats, right? Uh, no, no goats. no goats. Um, although I'd like to, I think that'd be fun, God, but we, we got, uh, chickens, horses, and dogs at home and a big old garden. And, uh, we just knew that like, I, I wasn't going to be able to keep the old equipment going right. to, to row crop anymore. And I knew I wanted to play music for a living. I mean, that was when I was like 18 and I, I thought I, I'm going to hit the road and, and right. play music. And so the farm is definitely my uh, my getaway from the world, and and um, yeah, it's on a, it's on a bluff. It overlooks the Mississippi River, and and um, that's that's home. And I'm I'm so lucky to be able to 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 be there and call it home. And I got a lot of family around, cousins, and my brother and sister are nearby, and and um, so it's it's very I'm very fortunate to have that. And so that's where I do all my writing and everything. Right. So that's why a lot of the stuff is about that area because that's that's where i do all my writing and everything and so yeah i've been on the road for weeks now and i I get to go home at the end i guess i don't even know what day (laughs) sunday i think i get to go home but i'm gonna rub my dog's bellies and and, uh feed them chickens and my brother and sister mind the the critters when we're gone and they're uh bless their hearts and because i I live in the middle of nowhere you know so they they come and like feed the make sure the 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 water to the horses doesn't get frozen this right. time of year. You got to keep the stock tank heater plugged in, and you got to keep them chickens fed and There's dogs fed. There's a great fed. short film about called "A Lifetime Underground" about your farm and how you were growing, how you were living. I imagine that's changed a little bit now with the wife, but um, you were living in an old silo that you'd built out. Yeah, it was an old an old wooden corn crib. Yeah, yep, and next to my grandma's house. And uh, so I had the fortune of living next to her in the last part of her life. And she was an amazing woman, um, just an amazing, amazing woman. And so we would keep an eye on each other. And so I fixed up the old corn crib and lived there. That was when I was a bachelor still. That was uh, <laughs> 04, 05, you know. I didn't have a bathroom. I didn't. I literally, wow. literally an outhouse, um, uh, the old outhouse from my grandma's house that they used back before wow. plumbing and That's stuff. Awesome. 
and so, and I fixed up the old corn crib. I did carpentry for a living at that time. So I had the wherewithal to, to fix it all up and make it real cozy. I put a wood stove in there and, and, um, yeah, then I met my, what, what is now my wife, the love, my ever loving wife, who is the, my best friend. And I love her so much. Um, she moved in, and so I had to. I, I, uh, <laughs> like, I had to get some plumbing. Was Changes. she okay with the outhouse? Yeah, no, that but, was the question. Well, I knew that. I, she, she, you know. I, I knew she was cool at the beginning because she she put up with that outhouse for like a year. That's awesome. Uh, slogging through the snow, and you know, and, and I, I was like, this one's a keeper. She's a farm girl. She's no stranger <laughs> yeah. to the hardships of the farm and stuff. Right. So, but I but I did uh, build a bathroom right after that, and uh, and then now we live down the road from that. Uh, in a different house, but it's all the same farm. Right. And I'm just lucky that it like has stayed in the family. And, and, and so I'm very, very fortunate, but that's, that's South Lee County. Well, and I'd read you were raised in a family of musicians and early on you would sing. And then later you came to the guitar and banjo. And uh, I was reminded of a story of from Tori Amos. And she talked about, she went growing up, she was sing, and she has such a distinct style and sound. And her dad was a pastor. Yeah. And he, he like made her sing and she said, well, I'll sing, but I'm going to sing it like I sing it. Thinking in that, that, that vein, what did it sound like when you were a kid and your parents, grand uncles were sitting around playing uh, acoustic guitar and whatever, and you're singing, when did this voice emerge? When did this, how did this happen? I'm assuming after puberty. Oh <laughs> yeah. For, oh, for sure. <laughs> At uh, least, I don't know. Um, and yeah, like my, my grandpa on my dad's side played acoustic and banjo. In fact, uh, that's, I mean, the, the, the acoustic guitar and the banjo would sit in the, the corner of the kitchen at my grandma and grandpa's house. And uh, the, they just transfixed me even as a kid um, before I could play or do anything. And I always liked singing. I'd, I'd sing along with the radio or whatever. Um, but those guys would get together and pick. And that was before I could, I had the confidence to sing. I, I never sang with those guys. Like his, his, uh, his cousins would come up from St. Joe. In fact, oh, his Joe. people were, were from St. Joseph, Missouri. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's where my grandpa Whitmore's, um, people were from and they would come up and they would pick all night long and they had a little tape recorder and they would, they would tape them sessions and, uh, and like listen to them later for the heck of it or whatever. And I would listen to those tapes later and, and um, and I just thought, oh, this is this is the most beautiful music. I love it. And none of them are trained in any sort of way, yeah. of course, you know. But I just thought it was the most beautiful stuff. And uh, and so I inherited a lot of records from my grandpa Whitmore when he passed away. Um, a lot of them old old time records and uh, like Ozark Mountain music and and stuff like that. Awesome. And so that's by the time I discovered that I. I mean, I would sing to myself growing up all the time, but I never had the confidence to like sing in front of anyone or anything. Um, and it, it wasn't until my folks were gone that I that I really got the confidence. I was already playing guitar and banjo, so they knew I liked that. But I, I, I it's a regret that I never, um, never had the guts to like sing in front of anyone yeah. before that. And it was after that where I kind of had nothing to lose, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and. Um, so yeah, so yeah, just singing along to the radio and, and things like that, and so it was that that kind of gave me the confidence to try to to try to do it, you know, yeah. write my own songs. And I thought, well, maybe I got something to say. And now uh, you're on your seventh record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and uh, gosh, I just feel so fortunate, and I love stuff like this. I love coming to Kansas City, for instance, and and. I, I've been coming here for a lot of years and I really like this town and I love how things can work out to where like 
I get a message saying, hey, come on the radio. And I'm like, oh, cool, let's do that. And I can go with the flow. And then, like, here we are. Um, I really love stuff like that. And that's what music's good for. Right. I've always, I always say, like, it brings people together. And that's what you guys are doing with this station, you know? That's what, like, you guys are doing with this show. It's a great segue for Sarah to talk more <laughs> and, about Pledge, too. I mean, this ain't my first rodeo, either. I, but, no, but I, just, I really mean that, like, what you guys are doing is, is really awesome. And, gosh, what are we doing if we're not bringing some kind of beauty to the world, especially these days? But That's you know, exactly right. But it was ever thus. I mean, no times. Every time. There's hardships to every time throughout right. history. But, um, gosh, art and music. If we can share some art and music with people. That's what that's what'll get us through these crazy times, you I know. Agree. It's trite and everything, but I really believe that. No, it's very true. And, and, you, and it's you need necessary. a station like this to help you do it. That's now exactly you take it right. away. That's exactly right. <laughs> and if you'd like to help us continue to bring you all of the things that William was just talking about, become a member because it takes member. We're listener supported radio station. Everything that we've done up to this point has been made possible by listeners, and we need to continue to make those things possible because it is so vital. If you are not yet a member of the Bridge, become a member by making a donation. Whatever level feels comfortable, bridge909.org, 800-418-1988. We are in our winter funding drive, and this is the special pledge edition of the 8160 with William Elliott Whitmore. Let's go back to 2009 from the record Animals in the Dark, and we're going to play Who Stole the Soul. Again, this is all music from William Elliott Whitmore hanging out with us live in studio. You can catch him tonight at Record Bar. Get down there and get yourself a ticket. See you there.
The bridge receives support from Kansas City Restaurant Week, returning January 11th through the 20th. Now in its 10th year, the regional event features multi-course menus at more than 175 area restaurants, with proceeds benefiting three area charities. Reservations and a free app are available at kcrestaurantweek.com. Thursday, March 14th, the Blue Note in Columbia presents Gary Clark Jr. Give it up now. Gary Clark Jr. Tickets for Gary Clark Jr. are available at thebluenote.com. Gary Clark Jr., Thursday, March 14th at the Blue Note, in support of the bridge. Did you know we are Kansas City's NPR music station and that over 85% of our funding comes from you? Please consider donating today by calling 800-418-1988 or bridge909.org.
Field songs from 2011. That was Let's Do Something Impossible. And we're hanging out with William Elliott Whitmore here in our studio as he's getting ready to go play Record Bar tonight as we're counting down the last few minutes of this show. It is Pledge Week. You can give. Uh, there's a thousand ways to give. And also, if you, <laughs> go, to my, three, yeah. if you go to my <laughs> Facebook page, there's a long list of tickets to you. Uh, shows that I'll give you if you donate in the during this time slot. Right, we've got ten minutes left. Ooh, nine minutes left. And so I would definitely. I'll, I'll even stretch that. If you find that. me tonight at the record bar Ooh. at Will's show, and you want to give, uh, I'll, I'll extend this into that time uh, as I hang out at record bar all night to hear more of Will's music. But uh, thank you again so much for coming in. And you did put out a new record uh, back in October, uh, Killanova, and it was it's your seventh uh, studio record. And this one with the twist, it's a covers record. And now you're signed to Bloodshot, which is a massive label. Congratulations. That's awesome. And a couple of quick, quick questions. Have, have you had a chance to meet many of these folks that you're covering? Uh, the, the original authors, have you met any of them? No, no. I, I wondered I, about that. I never have. Um, oh, I would love. To, I'd be so honored. You know, some of them are passed away. Yeah. Um, I love the Magnetic Fields and yes. Stephen Merritt. Would it be? Oh, what a, yeah, I, I would. He seems like a dude that um, wouldn't suffer fools, and I'm kind of a fool, so I don't know. If, no, he just seems like such a genius. I, I love his song so much. And uh, the song we're gonna play, uh, you're gonna play live. Uh, don't pray on me. Uh, you're on I me. Mean, you are. Oh, you know what? Brett? So I, I did meet. Yeah. So this bad religion song. Uh, I met the guy Brett Gurowitz from Bad Religion. He runs a label that I used to be on called right. Epitaph Records, and he paid me a nice compliment and said he really liked it. He he went out of his way to pay me that compliment, and man, that was like praise from Caesar. That's it, awesome. uh, I grew up, you know, after like growing up on country music, my folks played country music around the house, and and Charlie Pride and Willie Nelson and and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Well, then in my teen like teen years, you know, you start to discover your own stuff and you start to discover new things and I discovered like punk rock and and uh, bad religion was always one of my favorites and so uh, you know you talk about you know these things that happened years later that who could have imagined right and he, he said he really liked that song and he said he uh he always wrote it he wrote his stuff kind of like folk songs you know but they would just speed them up and play them with electric guitars yeah it kind of makes sense you know and so I, d I did meet him and um, yeah, it was. It's weird as a songwriter. To, I'm proud of my songs, you know, to do a covers record. But I always like the the country tradition of um, people swapping songs around right. and stuff. A I couple always... of them are older traditional kind of songs. If you yep. dig hard enough, you can find the author, the yeah. original uh, musician that wrote it. But the the song you're gonna play for us, "Don't Pray on Me," came out in 1993 from Bad Religion, and we played the studio version last week on the show, and it has one of the greatest placed f-bombs ever that we had to edit out for radio uh but it, it's such a great song in 1993 to 2018 it's crazy how uh poignant unfortunately how well the lyrics translates. still are yeah, yeah. It, it, it's you how think we'd be over some of this stuff by <laughs> right now still here um, still still fighting it and so with him talking about writing it as a folk song i thought yeah i mean that's it's that's it makes sense to me and so i i just wanted to strip it way down and and uh, i thought it was poignant for these times. Okay. What, what does the title mean, Kilanova? Oh, so a, a Kilanova is a thing that happens in space. It's a celestial happening when two stars collide. Uh, now, I'm going to butcher it. Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson would tell you a lot better. <laughs> but uh, it's when two stars collide, and it make, like you can either make a black hole, or that, that's where black holes come from, when like two neutron stars collide. 
Um, but it doesn't always. But one one happened like two or three years ago that scientists could observe. I mean, they're happening all the time in the infinite universe somewhere. Sure. But a couple of years ago, they observed one. And it, so it was on my mind. And it came to represent two things coming together to make something else. Because like all the precious metals on Earth are from explosions like this. Like think about that dust from a billion years ago. If you've ever held a piece of gold in your hand, or silver or lead. It comes from an explosion in space a billion years ago. Now that stuff trips me out. Awesome. I love it. And so I was like, oh, Kilanova. It's like two things coming together to make something else. So that came to represent, okay, your parents came together to make you. Or, you know, bands come together to make music and it, it makes a third thing. Um, so I, I was just tripping out on that. And uh, so that, that became the title. It was, nice. uh, that's what it represented to me. And nice with the idea of the record being covers record, so many ideas coming together and yeah, to converging. make to make another thing, and and so often that's what it takes. It takes coming together and it, um, people coming together at a show, and then the show becomes another thing, like uh, tonight at Record Bar. Yeah, I know. Thank you. And the new record will be available <laughs> at merch stand, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Come, you, come, talk to me. Come have a beer if you got nothing better to do. Um, it'll be a fun time. And, yeah. and if you are just now tuning in, we're listening to William Elliott Whitmore here live in our studios for the 8160 here on The Bridge special pledge edition. If you haven't yet become a member of The Bridge, help us continue to bring shows like tonight's, which has just been awesome. If it you are just been. tuning in, you got to go back to listen to the podcast, which will be available at bridge909.org. And again, that is where you can also become a member. It's been bucket list stuff for me, and uh, thank you so much for coming in and saying yes, and thanks for Jackie Becker for booking the show and yeah. being the connection uh, to make this happen to get you here in our studio. But uh, as we mentioned, you're going to play now uh, a song from your new record called Killanova, uh, originally recorded in 1993 by Bad Religion. The song is called Don't Pray On Me, and I'm sure you can catch this song again tonight at Record Bar at 15. Uh, fit near 15th and Grand downtown. Also on the bill is the country duo and Ray Zaragoza. Ray Zaragoza. I can't thank you enough for coming by. We're going to close the show with this live for you right here. William Elliott Whitmore, Don't Pray On Me. The grizzly scene on my electron beam told a story about human rights. So all the king's horses and all the king's men had a riot for two days and nights. The city exploded, but the gates wouldn't open. So the company asked them to quit. Now everybody's equal. Just don't measure it. Hanson did it to Hester And Mark David did it to John And maybe Jack did it to Marilyn But he did it to South Vietnam For beauty and glory For money, love and country Now everybody's doing it Don't do that to me feminine fate lie in tandem like two precious babes while the former gets warmer it's the latter that matters except on the nation's airwaves 
While custodians of public opinion stood back After vainly discussing her rights Lay hands off her body It's not your f***ing life I don't know what stopped Jesus Christ From turning every hungry stone into bread I don't remember hearing how Moses reacted When the innocent firstborn sons lay dead I guess God was a lot more demonstrative Back when he flamboyantly parted the sea Now everybody's praying Don't pray on me Said everybody's praying 